The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, August 8th, 2022, Season 18, Episode 18. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from Oxnard, California. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome, Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia. Brian's out with us. He's back in Dallas. He'll be joining us back when we get, uh, when, when we get back to Dallas. Uh, he'll be joining in. Uh, but this is Amber's final show out here in Oxnard. <laughs> and uh and we, actually it's our next to last i think we might have one more show after this this is going to be a crazy two weeks uh oh. cowboys nick i know you did a, a little a little video in our cowboy stories about what these next two weeks are going to be like uh we got to go to denver for a few <laughs> days and then we'll be in la for so a few Wednesday, days and, fly out to denver yeah so there's a lot going on yeah. there's a ton going on uh but to be honest with you i actually kind of like it because at least you don't get that same groundhog day effect uh, that you typically have when we're out here in Oxnard for a solid four weeks. It, uh, it does but, feel like it's it's about you know time to start packing things up. Yeah, I guess you know Brian's leaving and Amber's leaving, and it's like we really got about two more weeks like yeah. till we get home. And then then when you get home and you see what the schedule looks like that week, oh, it's that'll, crazy. That'll make you want to punch air, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, this this next month is going to be pretty crazy, and then we'll get to the season. And it'll be crazier. So that's that's just a part of the business, right? It's what you do. All right, so today here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through uh, all of the different positions on the offense, and we're going to talk about them from two perspectives. One, um, to give balance. We're going to say I want you guys to give me one thing or a couple things that you really like about what you've seen at that position. It can be about a player. It can be about the position overall. And then I want you to give me one thing uh, that still is either a question or is even advanced to the point of a concern for you at that position uh we'll do that throughout the most of the show before we do that though we had a practice on saturday uh it was a full two-hour practice so let's get some observations some notes from that practice each of you guys tell me a little something that you uh that you noticed uh from saturday's practice well for me i keep saying this but the the defensive line depth is is really really giving the offense some problems because you know, the the defense is ones versus ones. The defense is better to me, especially when Parsons is rushing. Um, and then when you get to the second wave, those guys are, are they compete, you know, they can compete with the first team offensive line. That just goes to show to me from one to eight or nine, however many they keep on the defensive line, it's going to be really tough to block. It's going to be tough for the Cowboys to cut the, down this group. Yeah. Um, but but that's that's something that's very encouraging is that defensive line. And to your point, and I know we've already talked about this guy, but Tristan Hill, mm -hmm. again, he's a guy that he came in here when he first got here, and it was, you know, everyone was paying attention to him, but then it didn't really pan out and turn out how you expected it to, and then he got injured. So he, to me, has become easily forgettable in the mm -hmm. few years. And then when he got back, he started doing some things that were standing out in games, but he's easily, that you, that you forget, oh, yeah, Tristan Hill. Mm -hmm. But here, and, he, and he's been quiet. He doesn't 
caused any drama or anything, but on the field, I mean, whenever there's a play, I'm like, oh, and then I see the number, oh, that's Tristan Hill, Tristan mm-hmm. Hill. So it's very exciting to see a guy like him that you had expectations of him years ago, and now it's starting to show at least here, which I really believe that it will translate into the field when we get to an actual game. So I'm excited to see him uh, play in games and see how he does in there. But he's been doing good. You're number four for him. It kind of surprised me when someone said that to me the other day. Like, this is his fourth year. Like, mm. dang. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. he, and it's his back's against the wall because with all these other young guys, if you don't if you don't turn some heads like this, you're going to get cut. And so he's he's least stepping up to the plate. Yeah. yeah, he's silently turning heads, and I feel that he, in a way, reminds me sometimes of, maybe this is not a good comparison, but like Tyrone Crawford, uh-huh. that sometimes that he's mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, he would meet, he would get the job done at times, but he wasn't necessarily the guy that's the main guy in defense, and, st- uh, you know, he's not, he wasn't the Demarcus Lawrence or anything like that, but he's a guy that will get the job done and will silently just do things and comparison yeah it's a good comparison because they have they also play with a mean streak too yeah you have never seen the tmz video of tristan hill but i have seen one of Crawford, <laughs> <Tyler laughs> <Alfred> and <laughs> you kind of wish you saw that on the field a little bit more no that's a good no uh, i think they're, they're solid role players and mm-hmm. i think you every team needs solid role players about but i i think i agree i think that's a really good comparison let me ask you guys this question you you, you talked about the offensive and defensive lines do you think this offensive line is struggling, or do you think this defensive line is really just that good, and they're going to give most offensive lines they face this year problems? Did you see my plate the other night when we went to dinner and when we had some dessert? You know, I yeah. went with both. Well, both. Sometimes the answer is both. Yeah. I really do. I think the defense uh, is really good. I think this rotation is good, solid from one to ten, maybe. Um, but I do think that are, there's some problems on the offensive line, and they, they exploit that. So I, I think at this stage, the answer can be both, and, and it is. I, I would say, though, I would say the defensive line is better than the offensive line is struggling. Got it. Yeah, and I agree with that, absolutely. And just nothing right now with the – like, the defense, I – trust right now like I'm good we got to play tomorrow let's do it but the offense right now today it's just uh, I have no confidence whatsoever that it's gonna be good throughout a full game I think they're gonna have issues and it's gonna give Dak some issues there too so as of right now um, definitely think the defensive line is way better here's what I, what I like about the defense line we keep saying that you know they're good they're good but if you really kind of break it down they they are playing a lot of their guys have some question marks here I mean uh, even Micah Parsons, like, can can you come back in year two? Are you a pass rusher? Could you do this if you you rushed all the time? Mm-hmm. Don, Dante Fowler, you know, like he he he's you know he's playing with the chip on his shoulder as well. You know, he was a number three overall pick. He hasn't really lived up to that. I mean, go down the list. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, are you worth the money? Basham, Barr, uh, are are you you know you, he was sitting out there for a while too. His money has gone down. Does he still have any left in his tank? So I I love the fact. That all these guys, even Tank, you know, Tank's numbers have gone down some too. So they're, they're individually, they probably have a lot to prove. And then playing it in Dan Quinn's system, I think it's a recipe for disaster for, for opposing teams. Yeah, I'm starting to look at this defense, and I think they have a real opportunity. Yeah. A real opportunity to be one of those defenses that at the end of the season people look at as the best one in the league or among the very best yeah. in the league. They have that ability. They definitely got the talent. question just becomes, can they stay healthy? 
And number two, can they actually deliver on what the promise is of the talent that they have? We're going to take an early break here. When we come I'm, back, we're going to go to Emma. I was going to say, now that you mentioned healthy, they managed that pretty well even last year. I'm trying to think who got hurt <laughs> like in the season that was like, <laughs> yeah, tap on yeah. that, knock on wood. But Whatever who, this is. Who, who got hurt last year? I can't remember that. Hmm. You had, I mean, coming into the year. Because I know at the beginning of the season you had a, like. Gallimore. That, that was the one Gallimore, big yeah. one. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Osa came in and was yeah. pretty good. And, yeah. you know, they didn't miss a lot. Um, just, what do, you, what do you got? 90. Tank. Tank yeah. missed 10 games. Yeah. Sure did. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big one there. Yeah, good, good one, Chris. Yeah. And we and we kind of forgot because Michael was having so such good. Michael was having such a great season rushing the passer that I think we we it was Randy. less of an and issue. Had Randy back. Yeah, and, Ra- and Randy, Randy some missed some games there games. too. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, but they were all pretty much ready to go for right. that Niners game. Well, I will tell you this: the other thing about this defense is that they actually have some depth. Like if you look at them, they can sustain some injuries in specific areas. <laughs> Obviously, there are a couple players that you don't want to see on that of list, course. but. Uh, but overall, you look at their their team, and they they've got depth enough to be able to manage. If a guy's going to miss a few games, they should be okay. They should be able to manage that, and that's actually a good thing. On top of the fact that they got yeah. a lot. Of Donovan Wilson is a is a veteran. He's been around a little bit. Kelvin Joseph is right now. You know, he's a he's a second round pick. Nashawn Wright, third round pick. All these guys are backups. You know, and and somebody between Parsons, Barr, and Layton. Is in, and Jabril Cox is, is not going to start. So, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Good good depth there. I think the quiet person that no one's really talking about a lot is Malik Hooker. I think if he comes back to the, to the level that he was playing at and has injury-free season, like, this could really take the defense over the top. Yeah. You know? I you, mean, you think about – that was first-round pick. First-round pick. You think about Dante Fowler, number three overall. Like, they've got some talent – in places where it's like this wasn't necessarily homegrown talent. They went out and found it as free agents, guys that had some injuries or had some issues that they feel like, hey, if they can kind of get this thing going. And by the way, the Cowboys aren't relying on them to be all-world like they may have been with their previous teams mm-hmm. where they were being paid as, they, as though they were all-world. They're, they're being expected to play a role here. You put those kind of players in role roles, sometimes that has a way of really yeah. allowing them to play at an excellent level, and I think that, again, is just one more reason why you look at this defense and say, man, they got the pieces. They definitely have the pieces to be special. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into our position breakdown. We're talking the offense today. We'll start off with the quarterback position. We all know who's going to be the starter, but there are some questions around the backup. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
the Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Dr. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. To make sure you watch every exciting play this year, you need to book an appointment at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. You know, I think I might actually have to go and check out Essler. I'm, I'm getting to that point, man, where I'm reading my phone like this. And it's getting long, so bad to where now my arm isn't long enough to reach as far as I need to. Yeah. So I might need to go check them out. Yep. Me too, man. Getting to that age, man. Yeah. Getting old sucks. All right. Welcome back. It is the second <laughs> segment of the break. We are live from Oxnard, California. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. This second segment, though, is also brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's talk, Jock, talk about the positions on the offense. We're going to do a position breakdown. There's two things I want you guys uh, to focus on. One, I'm going to give you a position. I want you to tell me what you like, what you've seen that you like about the position, about a particular player, just something that stands out to you that you like. Uh, and then the flip side of that, where are there still concerns, questions? Is it even at a fever pitch? Like there might be some areas where you look at it and you say, man, I'm really, really concerned about this. We want to give fans a good overall picture after a week of padded practices of where we think this team is position by position. Let's start with the quarterback position. What do you like? I like the way Dak throws it. I mean, I think he's throwing the ball better. Um, it's not always better in what way? I think I think he's. You know, they, they, they talk about the velocity of it, and I have seen a little bit more tight window throws. I mm-hmm. think that he's he's taken some chances there, but when you do that, you get the you know passes knocked up in the air or down or even intercepted. But I do feel like he's trusting his receivers a little bit more, which is tough to do because a lot of them are, are babies. But he's he's doing a nice job uh, with it. Um, I can see that, that zip on the pass a little bit, and, and he's making some nice throws. I like that part. I don't think he's taking a step back or anything. Like, he looks good. Of course, there have been misses and all things like things like that. But I feel that, I mean, this is the time to do it. This is the time for you to try it out, see if it works or not. I think he's also moving around pretty well. We've seen him kind of run with the ball here and there a few times. And he looks pretty good. Again, this is just training camp. But he's starting to do those things that we've been wanting to see him do. So I'm excited to see him 
kind of take that into the season as well and see how he does. But his leg, his feet, his movement, everything looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, when you mentioned he was running around, one of the things I like about him is it feels like the movement is natural. It feels like mm-hmm. he's he's kind of feeling when he needs to run, and when he needs to run, he hasn't he doesn't hesitate. He runs right, and yeah. that's back to to me. And the that's vintage Dak. That's what you want is you want them to have to consider Dak as that extra offensive player that nobody's accounting for. That as soon as you spend all of your resources trying to cover the receivers and the running backs out of the backfield and the tight ends. Then and nobody's paying attention to Dak, that's when he takes advantage of it. And so to me, that's what it feels like. It feels like he has a good rhythm for that and knows when those times are. And when he does it, it seems to be wide open. Nobody's really paying attention to him. It allows him to get out, allows him to do some damage. That's where he's going to well, be able to hurt Going back teams. to last year, towards that second half of the year, a lot of the things that we were talking about and even the media is like, okay, man, maybe the mental aspect of things, because you would see him kind of hanging around the pocket for a little bit, and then some. it just wasn't as smooth or as, like now it's just, like you said, natural. He just does it. He's not really thinking about it. So it's really good to see that that he he has it back. It's back. It's not like we're sitting here, oh, he's dealing with some mental things still. He looks like he's comfortable again, and he can move around and has it all down and under control. All right, let's uh, let's go to something that about the quarterback position that you are concerned about or you stuff questions about. Well, I think it's safe to say that you, know, you have questions about the backup because I think they have questions about the backup. I, I don't think they're committed to one guy just yet. Um, I still think Cooper Rush, with the one game that he's started and won on the road, I think that gives him a little bit of a leg up. But Greer's getting a lot of chances here, and he and there's some times where he looks he looks pretty good too. Um, it, it's it's a close race, and I, I we'll find out a lot in these games and see you know who's getting who's getting the the start. But if you remember back to last year with Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, they weren't afraid to make that change. I mean, Rush kind of came out of nowhere and and won that job. So it'll it's going to be good to see what happens in these three games because I don't think I think Dak will be wearing a, a cap and. And sunflower. As he should. Yeah, as he should. <laughs> I don't, I mean, bad. I don't, I don't know. I mean, just same with Nick. There's, it's not bad. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a question. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the point. Some positions, there just may be questions left, not necessarily a concern. Um, I will say this, though. It, to me, to me, it looks like this year the backups are playing better out here than they were they have over the last couple training camps. Over the last couple training camps, I kind of been like, man, they don't have a backup. Mm-hmm. I haven't really felt like that out here. I felt like there have been times the backups yeah. are making plays and they're making some throws. I'm like, wow, was that Dak? No, that, that oh, wasn't Dak. That was yeah. one of the backups, right? So I, I do think that right now I feel pretty comf- comfortable, yeah. semi with the backups. <laughs> I mean, the, well, I know I did, <laughs> but but part of it is that you you always like. You just don't really know when your your backup doesn't have a lot of experience, game experience, then you still kind of are a little bit hesitant of thinking, if I got to throw them into a game, can they win that game, right? Yeah. Uh, but that all being said, I think just from what I've seen out here, I actually think the backups are playing yeah, pretty I mean, good football. They're, they're smoke alarms is what they are. I mean, you have to have them in the house, but you hope you never hear them, you know? I mean, you don't, don't really at. want them, yeah. you know? And, and, and also, when you do hear them, they can be annoying. Yeah, because uh, usually you hear them at two thirty in the morning. Battery. Those batteries never start chirping at like in in <laughs> at noon. Know. You know, it's always like it's two worst. in the morning. <laughs> it is the worst. Uh, but anyways, it's just one of those things that you know have to have them, and and you you hope you don't you don't need them. But um, you know, 
Cooper Rush showed last year that he, he could do it. I mean, Greer's played a couple of games, and his career didn't win them. Um, different different scenarios, obviously. So, um, you know, did, I'm, I'm just curious to see who, who starts the first game, you know, against against Denver, I mean, who they throw out there. I mean, I would I would think it should be Cooper Rush. I mean, he's earned that, in my opinion, to do that. But looking at what's going on at practice, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, Greer gets a lot of snaps. I'll say this. You know, when the second team or even <laughs> you get to that bottom in the depth chart or whatever, you – I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm not paying attention because I am. There are certain guys I'm looking at, but I will say this. Every time Will Greer is in the field, on the field at quarterback, I'm watching. Like, he's made me want to watch him more. So – that's exciting in that aspect. Like, I've, I've never really necessarily felt like that about a backup quarterback that I'm sitting there and, like, even the third guy or fourth guy that I'm, like, okay, waiting for him. No. And this time around, every time he's on there, I'm paying attention. All right, let's talk about running back. What do you like? I think Zeke looks good. I do. I think Zeke is, is moving, uh, you know, really well out there. Um, I like what they're doing with those with the two backs uh, sets and, you know, but – We'll see what happens when the guys get start getting hit. You know, these guys aren't getting hit, but I do I do like the the quickness, the movement that we're seeing uh, out of Zeke. Out of Zeke and Tony Pollard, I think yeah. they've been using them both pretty well. Um, not one more than the other, and I like the combination. You know, the, the amount of reps that they're how they are dividing that and splitting it up between the two. I think they're doing really well, like not only in the running game, but also I've seen them using them a lot in the passing game yeah. because of receivers. So maybe the, the the lack of receivers, the you know, maybe they're like, okay, well, let's see how they do and we try to use them more. And maybe that's something that we'll see at the start of the season where you see Tony and, and, and Zeke just kind of catching the ball a lot more often than what we were used to. This can't be thunder and lightning. You know, thunder and lightning situations are – I go in, you go in, I go in, you go in. This, this, these guys are supposed to play together. The only way it's going to work is if, if, if Zeke catches the ball 30 yards down the field every now and again or Pollard runs the ball up the middle on third mm-hmm. and one. That's the only way it's going to work. Can't um, be it, it can't mm-hmm. It can't be that way because defenses, you know, defensive coordinators stay up late at night. You know, they, they see that kind of stuff. So it, Pollard's got to be able to get tough yards. Zeke's got to be able to make plays in the open field. Even though that may not be their, their forte, they've got to be able to do both. All right, let's flip to the wide receiver position. Uh, this is a position I think that a Ooh, lot of what people do we not like. <laughs> there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people that think this is one of the big problems of the team. First of all, I'll start with what you like. Tell me something that you like about the wide receiver position so far, and then we'll get into some of the challenges. I like the fact that Michael Gallup's injuries and James Washington's injuries are not not seizing not season ending. ending. You know, they'll be back. Um, but but honest, but honestly, though, that could be kind of problematic, too, because it's like, you, OK, you got to keep them, keep them on the team, mm-hmm. obviously, to start. But then they're taking up spots. And then how long do we have to go with these other guys? Do you bring in? Do you, do you spend a draft pick to go to go trade for a veteran that can come in here for how long? You know, I mean, because if I'm trading for a veteran, he's going to be better. He's got to be better than James Washington. You know, better than, not better than Michael Gallup probably, but like, yeah. you know, a guy that can come in and, and right away. So, um, I, what do I like about it? <laughs> CD Lamb. <laughs> and CD's been okay. I mean, he's he's been okay, right? I mean, he's been no, he's been better than he's okay. Been he's been better he's than been okay. He's been, he's been good. Um, 
There's just not much to, to I'll like. I'll tell you, uh, you, you did mention Noah Brown. You no, liked yeah. what Noah Brown's been doing, right? I do. I don't know if I'm comparing him to the Noah Brown that I think that that he's been, or mm-hmm. you know, but but he has been he's been pretty quick out there and and showed me a little bit more uh, of the quickness and separation. There is a part of this, and, and we do so many shows. I don't even know if I said this on this show or other shows, but I do like the fact that he is he's a guy that if you put him on the outside, he's going to be able to block for you because he is a good blocker. Mm-hmm. So. He, you know, if they like to go wide with Zeke and Pollard and all that. He's a guy you could put out on the edge, and he'll he'd have some, you know, just from physical traits that could help you as well. But I mean, you'd like for your receivers to be known for their pass catching than yeah. their blocking. Amber, what do you like about this receiver group? You know, it's hard, and it's not necessarily fair to some of these guys because if we had the starters here, I would be talking about some of these guys very highly. Like I'm. I'm excited about certain things that I see for like guys like Vasher and things, but it's just, if you start kind of evaluating them to the standard of like who you're starting out the season with, that's, that's the problem there. But these guys, they've been doing pretty well. They've been doing what you would expect some of these new guys to come in and do. So that's good, but it's not fair on them for us to be sitting here and judging them. Like we're expecting them to be the starter. So I think that's the, that's what I'm struggling with right now. There are positive things, but it's not to the level that you want for someone to, you know, for what you're lacking at the starter position. Yeah, I'll tell you what I like. Um, Jalen Tolbert has been everything that I think everyone said during draft season. Yeah, he, he's, he was picked in the third round, but I think a lot of people were like, man, this was a steal for the Cowboys. This guy's mm-hmm. going to be really good. And he is a ready-made NFL receiver. He's not a guy that's going to take a long time for him to be able to play effectively in the NFL. And I'm seeing that out here yeah. right now. I, you, most rookies, you throw them in and immediately they just don't have that thing, especially don't have that consistency. And really throughout every practice, almost every day, I see him doing something that I'm like, oh, that's Jalen yeah. Tolbert. Okay. I, I really like what they're getting from him. Now, he's going to be put in a very, very tough situation to literally have to be in a starter-type role early on because of bodies, and they're going to need him. Uh, but if he were coming yeah. in and just going to be the third receiver this year, I would feel excellent about that uh, just from what I've seen out here so far. You know, the interesting thing with him is that you know he, can't, he comes from South Alabama where obviously he was the man, yeah. and, and those guys aren't running down and playing special teams, all that. He's the guy that when those close games they had, they looked to Tolbert's got to make a play. We need him to, to do this. And even though the competition probably isn't great for the other, you know, opposing defensive backs or even the quarterback throwing to him or whatever, but but I do think that he's he's learned how to be the man. He's learned how to to to, to take on those responsibilities and where the ball is coming to you. And so and he, and he's thrived. So I think that this is a situation where you know he's probably used to it. Now maybe not on Sunday night football to open it up against the Bucks and yeah. Tom Brady, but I mean <laughs> I don't know if he. Had I don't know that. if he can be ready for that. Right, you, right. You actually but, do it, right? But who is? Um, welcome but, to the NFL. Big welcome right. to that's, that's exactly going to be right. his his welcome NFL moment. But he'll he'll have three games, you know, three preseason games, and he's the guy that I think everyone will be looking forward to to watching him. Okay, so there are lots of concerns. Give me the biggest concern at this position for you. Um, <laughs> Why are you laughing at C.D. Lamb is the biggest concern really? for me be, because of what he's got to do. He's got to be that guy. He's but got wasn't to be, he that last year? He's got to be better than that. 
He's got to be better than that than he was last year. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I get that, but he's That's still a young guy. That's your biggest concern. My biggest concern is what we not have. What, no, what we don't no, have. no. It, it's just that. How does it know you were complaining about it last week? No, but they're relying on him. It's not. It's not a concern with him. It's just that they are saying, "Hey, you know, sink or swim. You are the number one receiver, and, and we're not giving you a whole lot of help here. Don't know what's happening with the offensive line, but you're the guy. And and I mean, you have to be ready for it. And I just wonder if he's going to be capable of taking on everything that they're asking him to do because he's not getting a lot of help. And he's not used to it. I mean, he had better receivers probably at Oklahoma when he was there. And then he obviously had but he better was receivers the man. here. It, that he offense was, was going through him. I know. It he he was, was the man. And, yeah. and But, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't see Kansas on the schedule here. You know, I mean. Yeah, not I, Texas I, on the schedule. Yeah, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> that's what you wanted to say, but that's fine. <laughs> no, Thank I, you. I was trying to figure out what conference everyone's in right now is really what I was trying to think of. <laughs> I almost honestly wanted to throw Iowa State out there, but Iowa State's actually pretty good. They're so good, like, right, yeah, good you don't right now. Them, yeah. Bashing, you know, yeah. schools and all that. But yeah, yeah. It, my, my point is, is I'm not concerned about him, the player. It's just that is he ready to take on all of this? Because he's never had like the, you know, the double team the whole time. Because if I'm if I'm opposing defense, I'm gonna give them a little bit of help, and I'll take my chances with these other guys. I'll go one on one with these other guys, and I'll double him, and then we'll see what Dak does, and then yeah. Schultz will. You know, Schultz will be a second-round fantasy pick. He should be, because he's probably going to get ninety catches. Yeah, I would. I would definitely put him up there with the top three or four tight ends. Going to get league, some catches. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Amber, biggest problem, biggest challenge, biggest uh, biggest question. I don't feel that way about CD, and I agree that he he's definitely going to have a lot more on his shoulders. But I, bigger than that is. Who are the other two guys? What is that going to look like? And the Cowboys really relying on these younger players. And even a guy like Noah Brown, we've seen him, but can he be that guy in a role like, like he? I don't, I don't want to say he can't, but we haven't seen it. Like he's had his moments, but again, you're asking so much out of this young group of guys that it's it's going to be tough, especially with the two first games of the season. It, it's going to be a slap well, in the face. None of us have ever caught a touchdown pass in the NFL that I'm aware of. And uh, anybody but C.D. Lamb, if we you know put right here for an interview, the, it would still be zero. <laughs> you know, if Noah Brown came and said, how many career touchdowns do we have? Zero. Yeah. And that's the way it is for anybody other than, than CD. But, you know, you've never done it until you, until you do it. And, uh, hmm, I, I did not think of yeah, that. They, they, <laughs> I mean, ironically, yeah, all the other guys right. are hurt. Gallup yeah, yeah, and Washington yeah. both had touchdowns, yeah. but nobody else has. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is something that's kind of interesting with Noah. Because Noah's been here for a while. This is not a, a new player. He's been with the Cowboys for quite a while. He's gotten some burn. He's gotten some opportunities to play. And uh, it's, it's interesting to me that, that Cedric Wilson – turned his opportunity into a what seven million dollar deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and noah hasn't gotten to that point yet but they were they are similar from the standpoint of how long they've been in the league and how much opportunity they've gotten here with the cowboys so it, it does make me it does raise my antenna um and and noah's had some moments where you're like man i think he could be a really a really good role player for them he just hasn't really stepped and then time into that keeps passing yeah. by another year another year and then it, it's what it is and what it's been but i just it it blows my mind like i i have zero comprehension of 
how they're okay and like how even Jerry Jones a couple of weeks ago or whatever I forget time but how, how do you say that to reporters? No urgency. No sense of urgency no. at the wide receiver. We feel good about what we got. Like I'm sorry, I have all the respect in the world for him, but like how can you actually say those words and believe it? Like I don't know. It's 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 well, you, tough. Well, who, no one said anything about believing it. I right. mean, uh, you could say yeah, whatever yeah. you want. But you know, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of that. True. I think a lot of that. If you talk to other people in the front office outside of him, I think they would probably say similar things. But I think it's more about, you know, you you look at what your options are, and you think it from the standpoint of your options. Yeah. What's on the street right now doesn't give you necessarily, or at least in their minds, I don't think it gives them a better chance than what they've got here. Now that doesn't mean that they think that what they have here is sufficient it just means that right now there is no recourse as bill parcells used to always say like there is no option there aren't other guys out there that they feel like immediately come in here and make them better and that's the part i think that that's where you have to go back to okay what were you guys thinking back in february march april to get to this point and now be in a position where there's nothing right. available to you. And, and, and what we don't know and that they know more than us because you know, we all can watch the practice and, and, and look at it. They might have a more trained eye than we do, but yeah. still we all could see that. But what they know is where Gallup is in his rehab. They know where sure. James Washington is going to be probably. So, you know, looking at it like, okay, how long are we really going to be in this situation and is it worth trading a pick away right. or is there somebody we can bring in and if the guy that we bring in off the street is that really going to slow us down to evaluate you know like i really want to you know they want to see tj vasher they want to see fohoko uh, in a game be the number one guy see what happens it's like we know every game counts every single yeah. game counts in the nfl so yeah. it's like okay even if you're thought is to like okay let's just get through these first few games we until we get i mean yeah maybe you were competitive in there but are you gonna walk out with a win or a loss and then next week that that's already adding on to your record so Mm -hmm. that's the tough part like yeah i get that whole aspect of like okay maybe we don't have him yet for like two weeks but then what are those two weeks actually gonna no you're right i mean i'm i'm all about you gotta win the games i mean 100 percent. if you don't think you can go win the game with this guy and if somebody else can help you i'm i'm definitely for that i i don't i don't lose with this isn't baseball and to that (laughs) and to that point that's where you start questioning okay for the guys that are sitting out there as free agents right now which one of them comes in here and makes you good enough to go beat tom brady on opening night like, they're going to make that kind of difference. That's the hard part because a lot of these guys that are out there on the free agent, like, OBJ could probably do that. He's that kind of receiver. He probably isn't going to be healthy for week one. No. So so you start, you start going down the list and you start saying, which one of the guys that are out there actually make us good enough to beat Tom Brady on night one? I don't know that you got a lot of great out answers there. And that's the part where you have to factor in more than just, hey, is it a better player out on the street right now for what we have? It's a lot more complex than that. The, the evaluation is a lot more complex you than knew, that. I mean, you knew Michael Gallup was hurt yeah. by the end of the season, be, before the draft. James Washington, you bring him in free agency. No offense to James Washington. I think he, he has some talent, but he wasn't a guy that made – you wouldn't call that a, a splash in free agency or anything like that. But even back then, there was time that you kind of knew already what you were going to possibly start the season with. And then we get to this point that, okay, now James Washington is also out. And then you look at the guy. My point is, 
this is nothing new other than James Washington's injury. Other than that, this, you already knew what you got going in. So yeah. it's just it sucks being in this situation. And I would I would have I mean I've said this before. Yep. And I'll say it again. And 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 I'm the Dolphins might even agree now that they're sitting with Tyree Kill. But I mean I would have I would have re-signed Cedric Wilson, not re-signed Michael Gallup. Who knows? You never know what what the price tag would have been for Gallup, you know, from other teams. So you would have opted for Cedric Wilson over Michael Gallup. I would have. Hmm. I cheaper. don't know if I'd go with you on that one. That was my thought too. Yeah, back in, when we that. were having those conversations. I think Michael ba- Gallup is then. a is a significantly better wide receiver. And we had this conversation, I guess, back when yeah. Dave was back on the show. We had this conversation. <laughs> He's walking yeah. by right now. I, I don't. But but literally, literally, we had that conversation. There's a, and I, there's a chair open. Yeah, and so I. I, I don't buy that. I still think I still think it's very clear that Michael Gallup is the better wide receiver uh, among those two, and uh, and so for me, I would rather have the best. Especially if you were letting Amari Cooper go. We're I doing think this. It was, it was necessary to, to, to bring him back. <laughs> bringing him back. Look, huh? as soon as we have back. an empty chair, guess who pipes up Speaking on the scene? Speaking of bringing people back, <laughs> let's go. What's up, LSU? Hi. You can't come home again. Can't resist the sound of my own voice. <laughs> hey, guys. Mr. Dave Holmes. Hey, everybody. This feels, this feels too normal. I t- I yeah, it does. told you all I'd be back. Well, we were, we were talking, actually, about a conversation we had back in the offseason. Nick saying that he would have got opted to, to keep Cedric Wilson over Michael Gallup. You remember that conversation? I don't know where you landed on it. Uh, to be honest with you, not really, but... Where do you land on it? I'd, I'd rather have Mike, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good that's a good thought exercise, though. Yeah. I mean, they're both really good players, and I and maybe it's coming back to me now, Nick. You, like, he's just he's a more versatile player, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you got... More, s- more versatile player than, you know, maybe you... S- Maybe you signed Randy. I don't know. I don't know what more versatile player than not playing at all. Yeah, yeah. But also a little cheaper than w- what it was for Gallup. Yeah, I think yeah. fifty-seven versus twenty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then but who knows what they would have done with that money? But obviously you'd feel better. <laughs> you'd feel better about it. You know, right now. Yeah. And, and and I say that because the Dolphins made that deal. They didn't probably think they were going to get Tyreek Hill, so that they might not have done it if it was a few just a few weeks later. I don't know. That's said matter now. That's an, I mean, it's interesting to think like, and Cedric Wilson is such a low key guy, you know, and, and that would not be an option if he was here now as the undisputed number two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you've only ever been the three or the four. Like, can you do this? Can you be the guy all the time? That would be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like I expect, and we don't know this for sure, but I expect Mike to miss three or four games. Yeah. yeah? That um, sounds. And yeah, so right. that stings. Like, yeah, it's easy to be like, man, Cedric would be ready to go right now. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, that, that makes sense. But I think I'd still rather have Gallup. All right, so here's the deal. We're looking at this wide receiver group. What do you say right now is the biggest concern or question you have about this group? The whole thing. Yeah, I know, it. but give me one. Give me one thing that no. you're like, man, if I could just fix no, this, I mean, I'd feel so much better. It's a smart-ass answer, but I'll tell you why. Like, I was thinking about this. I talked about this the other day. Like, would y'all agree he hasn't been bad at all? But like, would y'all agree CD has not starred out here? He has not. He there aren't a lot of moments where it's like, oh wow, wow. wow. He didn't light. CD he has did, not yeah. lit camp on fire the yeah. way that he did last year. And I just wonder. I I, I want to talk to Dan Quinn about this. Like, are you scheming that? Like, are you purposefully trying to take CD out of practice, or is it just working out that way? Because like, and but it just makes me think like this is really what we could be in for you know if yeah. if every defense is just rotating a safety to CD's side and he is up against it to really make an impact 
then where does that put everything else? I think Jalen Tolbert has had a very nice camp. I, I absolutely think he has. But it just doesn't leave you with a lot in the way of like, well, yeah. if CD can't get open, if, CD, if they can't manufacture touches for CD, who's doing it? And I don't feel great about Jalen Tolbert being the only answer to that question right now. So would you go out and and, uh, and find a free agent? And if so, what names out there interest you? Ooh, well, I can I can do this now because I don't work for the team. But well, don't <laughs> uh, but you're on the team stuff. So. You can't you can't go to other teams. David Hellman, the Fox Sports employee, <laughs> yeah, right. would inquire about some other players. Okay, all right, I got um, you. <laughs> but among the guys that are sitting out there on the street, I. T.Y. Hilton, probably. As far yeah. as I'm aware, yeah. he's healthy. Yeah. He did something last year. Um, yeah. There's potential there. I mean, it's it's not a it's not an inspiring list of guys, but yeah. he's probably the one. All of them got problems. Yeah. He's probably the one that I would feel the best about right now. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to finish this conversation on where we think uh, there are challenges, where we think there are good things happening. We'll talk about the offensive line. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. This did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. 
Are you a fan who spices up the game? Nominate yourself or others to be the Cowboys Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan to win a trip to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the Break Life Moxnard, California. Uh, we are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. You realize that, Dave? When you left the show, Miller Lite was like, we're sponsoring this show. So we are now officially sponsored. Uh, by one middle leg. I would be a little saltier about that if they didn't sponsor the draft show. But like good over point. the over the years, they've supplied me with plenty. But that's great. That's <laughs> isn't that good? I love We're it. Moving up when they yeah, I love I love a good sponsor. Go Miller Lite. All right, let's talk about the uh, tight end position. We're uh, doing our position breakdown. We're talking about what we like and where we think there are still some questions and some concerns. Uh, tell me what you like about the tight end position. What are you seeing out here that you like? I like Ooh. Dalton Schultz since the rest of y'all are just going to lay down. Laid out, they yeah. did. They just I like out. Dalton Schultz. I think he's had a nice camp. Uh, it's cynical maybe because, you know, maybe it speaks to the receiver core or lack thereof, but like Dal- Dalton Schultz is going to catch a hundred balls this year. He just, mm-hmm. if he's healthy, Dak already looks for him. And then there's a way fewer options than there used to be. People and are going to think you and I were chatting before this show because really? we talked about, I said, CD is a guy that kind of worried. Yeah. Not, not that he, I'm worried about CD, just worried about him being number one if yeah. he's ready for oh. it. And I said, what, Schultz is going to get 100 yeah, catches. He's, he's a fantasy darling. I meant, I meant to bring it up in the last segment, but like CD lit camp on fire last year and then he was fine. You yeah. know, so, you know, him not. Maybe it's the other way around. Yeah, maybe right, it's the other yeah. way around. But I just think. Day after day, Schultz has gone out there and been good. I, again, I mean, tight ends don't make – unless you're Kyle Pitts, you don't make crazy plays. But, like, he just makes the plays that are there for him. I think mm-hmm. he's been really good. I do think that Dak is not checking it down as much. I, that's one of the things I said earlier. I think he's throwing the ball around, trying to, to, to fit the ball in there, taking advantage of the fact that it's practice. And so, that therefore, he doesn't dump it off to the tight ends as much as we've seen. At least that's from, from my um, – perspective uh, the other tight ends i mean McEwen is a guy that everyone mentions you know but he hasn't really done a ton out here for me and, and none of them have like i don't see a lot from sprinkle i haven't seen jake ferguson do a whole lot ferguson and sprinkle haven't practiced in a yeah. while it feels like for uh ferguson's got a hammy and sprinkle has a strained achilles i think which mm-hmm. you don't want to hear for a guy mm-hmm. that's been in the league as long as he has no. yeah uh, beyond, beyond Schultz, I got I got nothing on the rest of them. It's definitely thin. Yeah. Yeah, same. I, I haven't seen much. And then from Schultz, it's just it's been looking like it's been looking like how it looked last year. Nothing new. Nothing. Him taking a step back or anything. Just regular Dalton Schultz. Is there a part of the tight end position that you're concerned about? The depth yeah, behind Dalton I mean, Schultz, especially. Somebody said, uh, we all go out here and we sort of talk amongst ourselves, and we, we do whole segments of podcasts just watching practice, and somebody was like, well, maybe they'll lean more into 12 personnel until Gallup gets back. And I was like, with who? <laughs> yeah, with yeah. what tight end? Yeah, like, right. That's equally concerning. Ferguson, right? I, mean, I mean, and McCune's been, I think McCune's been fine. He's been fine, but just, I don't know, not exciting. But yeah. I, I just, I haven't seen a ton from somebody other than Dalton Schultz to where I'm like, yeah. You can get out there in 12 personnel and really kick a little butt. Like, I haven't – I can't say I've seen that. Yeah. Honestly, the best personnel group I think they got right now is 21, using the, both of the running backs. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's maybe probably your best, your best option right now if you want to get your best 11 on the field. Maybe right? they'll actually do it this year because they don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, it always – they throw all that stuff out there in training camp and then rein it back in. But this year, maybe they don't have a, an option because there isn't a good, healthy player be other than Zeke and Tony. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to have to end the show because we've got our press conference coming up here in just a second. I don't know. I don't want to get started into the offensive line. Yeah. We'll do it. So the next show, what we'll do is we'll get into the offensive line because that is going to take a while. We're, yeah. we're going to spend some time on the <laughs> offensive line, particularly on that area where, uh, where we talk about our concerns. Uh, so, again, appreciate you guys joining us for Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia. Dave, thanks for coming by. Good to see you all. always welcome, man. Anytime you want to drop through. We'll be back uh, on, I think, next Monday is when we'll start the next show. Wow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Amber Garcia, Dave Helm. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!